Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. Hello, this is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste, and on this episode, I will discuss the astrology for the week of March 19th, 2023. But first, a few announcements. Today, I am having an Aries New Moon intention-setting workshop called Blaze New Trails, where you can come and learn all about the astrology of this important Aries New Moon. If you don't hear this in time, you can purchase the recording. The benefit of coming live is that I do hot take chart readings for people who want them, where I'll pull up your natal chart and tell you what I see about this new moon and anything else I see coming up for you. It's very interactive and you can ask questions. Secondly, I'll be speaking for the San Francisco Astrological Society about the shift of the North Node into Aries and the South Node into Libra on March 30th. Sign up for either or both of these events on my website at the events page. My website is astrologybyceleste.com. There will also be a link in the show notes. The theme of this week is the initiation. Now, I record this a week in advance, so I don't know what's happened in the most probably bananas week of the year. Two episodes ago, I talked about how the March 11th Jupiter-Chiron conjunction would bring big news for the collective, and I had all kinds of ideas on what it would be, but not once did I mention a change in wealth. Jupiter rules wealth, and Chiron, the wounded healer, wounds things. On that same day, Mercury announcements was sextile Uranus and Taurus of a financial earthquake. This is what happened. The second biggest bank meltdown ever happened on March 10th, the day before the conjunction and is so in line with the astrology. You can go to my YouTube page and watch the video I did on the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank talking about all of the astrology related to it. I also did mention I thought Brianna would make news. I said maybe having her baby. I didn't know. I just knew that conjunction was on her ascendant. But what her news was, was that she performed at the Oscars on March 12th. Jupiter rules awards ceremonies. Jupiter also rules celebrity. And she did not win. Conjunct Chiron, conjunct her ascendant. But she gave a great performance. You know, I'm really wondering, and I talked about this on my Instagram live, if a lot of people at that award ceremony will come down with COVID because Jupiter conjunct Chiron, a bunch of celebrities get ill. Hopefully not. Hopefully that's not what's going to happen. And it's just about, you know, the event. There were some correlations between the winners and that aspect in the sky. A financial catastrophe is not surprising because the United States is in its 
Pluto return. Well, the planet of transformation has come back to where it was when the United States was founded. And it's in the second house of the United States natal chart, which rules assets and money and things like that. And Pluto tears things down to the studs to be rebuilt. You can listen to episode 36 if you want to learn more about the United States Pluto return. When this meltdown happened, Pluto was at the 29th degree of Capricorn, and it's still there today. And the Sabian symbol, you know I love these Sabian symbols that were channeled by Elsie Wheeler. For the last degree of Capricorn is directors of a large firm meet in secret conference. And from Linda Hill's book about the Sabian symbols, she says, the directors come together as there are decisions to be made and plans to be discussed and pursued. Wherever those in authority gather, they rule and govern outcomes for themselves and others. A large firm can manifest in any area of life on an emotional, spiritual, or physical level. Some of the keywords are about confidential information, masterly control, big guys calling the shots, governments and secrets, planning and plotting, exploiting people in situations, elitism being controlled by those above. And the government's not calling it a bailout, but essentially the government is bailing out the depositors at this bank to try to prevent a full-blown financial crisis. You can listen to last week's podcast. It was called Shark Week. We shall see how successful their actions are because, yeah, Mars Square Neptune happened last week being, you know, actions taken potentially don't have the desired effect. So you likely know more as you're listening to this, but Yeah, keep in mind that I taped this a week in advance. So for this week, there are three big things I want you to think about. Aries season begins on Monday. Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. It is ruled by the planet Mars, the planet of action. It's a fire sign. Fire inspires. Fire is the life-giving force. Fire has movement. You can think about areas like you take a match and strike it across the, you know, the matchbook and like it makes this quick, fiery flame. It's cardinal initiating energy. It's the cardinal signs start the seasons. And when the sun moves into Aries, we have the Aries equinox And then the astrology year begins. Can you have the courage and confidence to take the actions to move your goals forward in a systematic manner? Now, Aries, this fiery energy can be a little impulsive. So you want to watch out for that. That's a shadow side of this sign. Ready, fire, aim is one of the jokes astrologers often make about the sign of Aries. And the shadows are, you know, impulsivity, leaping before you look, irresponsibility. But on the high road, Aries is a pioneer, a map maker. Are you going to chart your own course or are you just going to get swept along with the collective energy? 
Yeah, at this ingress, Mercury, the planet of communication, is in the sign of Aries, and Mars, which rules Aries, is in the sign of Gemini. And Mercury rules Gemini. So Mercury, the planet of communication, and Mars, the planet of action, are in what's called mutual reception, where they're in each other's signs, where they can kind of do vice versa, Freaky Friday with each other. So used well, this energy can give us the words for how we want to take action. And you can share your message effectively to inspire other people. The shadow side of this mutual reception could be people just getting into nasty verbal fights, which could lead to, you know, fisticuffs. So you may see a lot more of people like being nasty to each other, road rage incidents, things like that. But we're going to use this positively to feel inspired, feel articulate, and put to paper what we're going to do, and then just do it. Cardinal signs are pivots, and so things will be happening quickly. The time is really going to just speed up. And on Tuesday, we have a new moon at zero degrees of Aries. So this very first degree of the sign. So there's so much fresh, new, fiery, bright, inspired energy. So definitely set intentions about your big goals. Think about where you are now, accept what you had to let go of. Don't cry over spilt milk. Yeah, start from now. What are you going to do going forward? So come to my workshop or buy the recording or just make sure you take the time to take the actions yourself. You can also go to my website and from the home page, you can download the Setting Intentions with the Moon guide. The next thing I want to make you aware of is that the planet of Pluto enters the sign of Aquarius on Thursday. Now, Pluto and Aquarius are both known for extremes. Aquarius rules things like technology, science, the internet, birds, anything that flies. So you can think about drones and astronauts. It rules groups, clubs, and friends. So we can think about Congress and legislatures and state houses. It also rules society and the collective. Now, Pluto transforms things. It eliminates things. It unearths things. It has a volcanic force. Pluto moves at the speed of a glacier, but has the impact of a tsunami. I do not know the astrologer who coined that phrase, but it is so perfect for it. Pluto stays in a sign around 20 to 30 years. And so this is a big deal that it's entering Aquarius because it takes 248 years to come back to where it was to circle the whole chart. And so Pluto has not been in Aquarius since the 1700s. This planet has mass influence. So expect to see changes to the collective on a large scale that have a big impact. I'm wondering some of the things I was thinking about is that we have three senators in the hospital at the time that I'm taping this, Diane Feinstein, Mitch McConnell, and John Fetterman and a senator potentially dying that could 
change the balance of power in Congress is a possibility with this transit. Could be something that comes up. A revolution in a country where the government is overthrown is possible as well. Now it could set people free or there could be a new government system that's more totalitarian or authoritarian. Having mass control over the people is quite possible. In terms of technology, Congress is voting on TikTok and considering whether to ban TikTok in the U.S. and governments around the world are not allowing their employees to have this app on their phone because of concerns about the Chinese government spying on them because this is a Chinese app. So that's something that could come up within the next couple of months. So Pluto is going to just tiptoe into the sign of Aquarius. It will be there from March 23rd to June 11th at zero degrees of Aquarius for the whole time. It won't even get to half a degree. Pluto moves very slowly, only a couple degrees a year. And then it's going to go retrograde on June 11th and go back into Capricorn all the way back to 27 Capricorn on October 10th. It will go direct again and then re-enter Aquarius January 20th of 2024 And it doesn't leave Capricorn until November 19th of 2024 permanently for the next 248 years. So there's going to be this back and forth about power dynamics. Pluto rules power, this intensity between the changes and power being exerted by the Capricornian figures like government, big business, And then back and forth to the collective, like masses of people having more influence. Yeah, something that came up recently was a bunch of people in Mexico, immigrants from other countries, tried to storm, tried to overwhelm the border force, and just a thousand people tried to storm into the United States We may be seeing more of that sort of thing here in the United States or elsewhere around the world where refugees, Saturn in Pisces, Pisces rules refugees, and like the pressure on them and their living conditions, they may be acting out, especially in airy season, trying to assert their own will. Each sign has an I statement. An airy statement is I am. So people exerting their own will without consideration for other people is likely very possible to be happening. And people who are desperate will take extreme actions to try to ease their own suffering. So consider that when you're reading stories about what happens around this date. And the last thing I want to make you aware of is that Mars, the planet of action, drive, and assertion, finally leaves Gemini and enters the sign of Cancer on March 25th, which is Saturday, and it will stay there until May 20th. So just about two months, which is the normal time Mars stays in a sign. Now we've been dealing with it seven months in the sign of Gemini, which was intense. There is so much that went on with that big transit that lasted so long due to retrogrades. 
But Mars is now going to be in Cancer. Mars does not like to be in Cancer so much because it is the sign of its fall. It's an exaltation in Capricorn where Mars can do its Mars thing extra well. In Cancer, in water, like think about taking action in water if you're two people trying to fight in water. It's not that easy to fight in water because water resists that kind of quick movement. And so with Mars in Cancer, people are likely to be more emotionally, Cancer rules the emotions, emotionally reactive and passionate. And their moods may change every couple of days with the moon as the moon changes signs. So there's this lack of constancy. So really notice that people around you and you yourself find emotions fluctuating quite a bit and people being extra moody. Now, on a positive note, people can be maybe a lot more imaginative and creative. People are likely to be highly sexual and use sex as self-care with Mars in the sign of cancer, which is just fine as long as you're an adult and, you know, everything's all consensual. Shadows, again, can be people being extra moody or accusatory or blaming of other people for the actions that they took or have like a victim mentality or feel like, you know, everyone else is acting against them. So just those are some things you may notice with Mars being in Cancer. On Sunday, the word of the day is chill. We are in the balsamic phase of the moon cycle and the moon enters Pisces at 8, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Pisces is mutable waters. Water signs are mute. So it's a great day to chill out. Just be quiet. Go within. The moon will conjunct Saturn on this day. So Saturn encourages you to have support and stability. Saturn and Pisces use spiritual tools to help yourself remain grounded. Come to the new moon workshop if you have the interest in that. Now, Mercury, the planet of communication, will semi-square Uranus. So you may get some great creative ideas on this day. Really watch your emotions and just take note of how you're feeling. Some people may be feeling lonely or extra emotional. Get extra rest, that's for sure. On Monday, the word of the day is bounty. So Venus, the planet of love, beauty, harmony, and money, will conjunct the North Node in the sign of Taurus. Venus is at home in Taurus. And the North Node is the North Node of Destiny. It's like where we're going towards. It's like reaching up. So there could be great new people you meet that start off good new relationships. It's a great time to think about your money, depending on what's happened over the last couple of weeks. People may be wanting to put their money in more secure places, On this day, the sun, which spotlights things, is at the last degree of Pisces and will sextile Pluto at 29 Capricorn. So a spotlight may be put on government actions. Maybe we'll be finding out more about, like it'll be unearthed about things about what banks are doing or big business or the government. There could be some interesting news on this day about finances, especially with Venus conjunct the North Node. 
So pay attention to that. You may have an opportunity. Sextiles bring opportunities. Connect with a Plutonian person who could be very a powerful person or quite wealthy or someone who's very controlling. See if you notice people having power struggles, especially if there are three people involved. Pluto triangulates situations. Yeah, just pay attention. The sun will enter the sign of Aries at 2.24 p.m. Pacific time. See if you notice your energy shift. See if you feel more optimistic. Fire inspires. Fire is so dynamic. Yeah, so I highly recommend maybe getting some exercise in the evening on this day. It doesn't have to be too strenuous, but just move your tree, especially when There's a lot of fire in the sky. And now that the sun has entered Aries, it joins Mercury and Jupiter and Chiron. So this abundant fiery energy is available. On Tuesday, the word of the day is actualize. The moon enters Aries at 9.01 a.m. Pacific time. And then we have a new moon at zero degrees of Aries at 10.22 a.m. Pacific time. So this is the first degree of the first sign of the zodiac. So this new moon is extra special. Set intentions on what you want to actualize in your life. What dreams do you want to make a reality? Have a ritual where you make time and clear your schedule to really just take some time to think about you and your desires and your dreams and your goals. On this day, the sun will semi-square Uranus. So this could be an opportunity for inspired and brilliant thinking. Also, someone who's an authority could do something a little shocking or unexpected. So pay attention to what's happening. On Wednesday, the word of the day is observe. So there's not much going on in the sky, but I think it's a good day to move slowly through the day and steadily and watch what's going on around you. Listen to what you're hearing. Oftentimes, things done in a new moon don't have a lot of visibility. So things may be starting that you're not aware of unless you're paying attention. So really, Yeah, really stay present and grounded and pay attention to your surroundings. On Thursday, the word of the day is extreme. This could be the most intense day of the week, or it may have been yesterday, because Pluto will enter the sign of Aquarius at 5.14 a.m. Pacific time. I expect there'll be some big news either, you know, a couple days before or after this big transit. Yeah. So stay present with what is going on that has to do with the collective impact and transformation or the death or the rebirth of something that has a big impact on society or large amounts of people. The moon will enter the sign of Taurus at 1141 a.m. Pacific time. Now, Taurus rules our resources, including money, So it moves into Taurus and then it squares Pluto a minute later. So that may be when there's some big news about financial stuff. 
And then it sextiles Saturn and conjuncts the North Node. So the moon carries the light from Pluto to Saturn to the North Node. So I expect on this day there's going to be some some big financial news or news about some kind of resources, definitely. Now, for us, it's a great time to get grounded in a Taurus moon. Taurus is an Earth sign. It's fixed energy. Try not to get too stubbornly connected to expectations on this day. Do things that please your senses. Taurus likes comfort and security, and it's a great day to take a bath, have a great meal, get a massage. These are things that are wonderful to do under a Taurus moon. On Friday, the word of the day is cull. Expect to see the size of things reduced or notice if you see in the collective or in your own life, selecting from a group of things. The Taurus moon will meet Uranus. So Uranus makes sudden events, changing things. Like I see people being selected for dodgeball, or I don't know, you call the herd. Ah, this could be, oh, it could be headcount reductions. Well, we'll see what happens on this day. I mean, there's been a lot of a lot of layoffs lately. And the sun in Aries is in a King Kungs with the South Node. They're both reporting into this Mars and Gemini. So yeah, there can be some kind of important news on this day. Also, Mars will be at the 29th degree of Gemini. And whenever planets are at the last anoretic degree, they need to express their energy before they change signs. So Really pay attention to the news on this day. There'll be a crescent moon where like you start to see the light at 9.58 p.m. Pacific time at 19 Taurus. Yeah, this is going to likely be an interesting news day, but a great day for a date night. On Saturday, the word of the day is slippery. So Mars enters the water sign of Cancer at 4.45 a.m. I'm thinking slippery when wet. Be careful when you're driving on this day, especially because the moon will enter Gemini at 5.41 p.m. Pacific time. So especially if you're driving at night on this day or any time on this day, yeah, just be careful. Extra careful driving is what I'm getting for this. But enjoy your Saturday. It may be very rainy or maybe not. Airy season, have some fun. A healthy competition is wonderful. Yeah, things like that are wonderful for this day. So that's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at celeste at astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories about what you've experienced. Or let me know how the daily themes are playing out for you. Take care and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com, where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, please help others find the show. Follow, 
rate it five stars or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week.